From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Hour two of the Big and Wild Outdoors. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Uh, Bill George has finally made it to the uh, studios. Hour late. But, you know, of course, he had a flat tire, so we can understand. Uh, he has a doctor's note. It was, he has a note. It's, uh, you were talking about the firearms and practicing with firearms, and then it went boom. <laughs> so. And listen, Not just for I the were... record, I wasn't here during that hour to turn around and correct you on things. Whatever you do, do not go out on the open water and use buoys for target practice. I know Braden t- said it, but just don't do I it. I was going to say it, but I'm not the legal department, so I didn't want to <laughs> step you can, on your you toes. You can take a little buoy out there with you and throw it out there and go <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, it's, yeah, it's take no... your buoy out there. Don't yeah. use their buoys. <laughs> no, I mean, you don't want to use a Coast Guard or any kind of navigational uh God forbid, don't let them do there. any more restrictions. You know, I mean, uh, no more buoy shooting. That would be like, you know, I mean, uh, you know, going out there and sea quail hunting is a very uh, popular and and fun thing to do. It's it's very nice. It's it's a fun day of excitement and. Uh, Did you say sea quail? Yeah, sea quail. You've never gone sea quail hunting. Um, this is not snipe or some crazy stick thing where you run around out in the woods and click two sticks I together. I may or may not in international waters have shot at flying fish before. <laughs> That's sea quail. <laughs> You've never done that? You get up in the front of the boat and, uh, you know, you, as you drive along there, oh, they, okay, they bust out okay, like quail okay, and gotcha. you... Poof, poof. Gotcha, gotcha. And then after you clear a path uh, through there, then you circle back around and you start uh, drift fishing through all of it. And, uh, the chum. Just, that's right. You're just making your own chum. You've, you've never, what, why are you looking at me like that, Bill George? No. Dude, it combines two of the greatest things you could ever do out on the water, shooting and fishing. <laughs> He's got a point. I do have a point. And your bait is already there. It's just flying around in front of you. It, it, it helps you to... Become a better wing shooter because not only do you have to well, go with the I fish. I will give you, have you to... this. You are one of the better shooters I know when it comes to f- just shooting from the hip. and. That's from years of sea quail hunting. That's from years <laughs> of sea quail hunting. <laughs> you got your sea legs and then you got your shotgun skills. It's all good. It's all mixed in there. Uh, yeah. No, I wasn't encouraging people to shoot at buoys out there. A lot of crab fishermen would be extremely, extremely uh, mad. Wild is not responsible for any crab fishermen. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, but anyway, I did want to uh, use our 8 o'clock hour. Uh, we're we're going to be talking with John Harris a little bit later on in the hour, probably around 8.45-ish or so. We'll we'll talk to him about this big auction that's coming up that apparently Jonathan's already making plans to show up at. So uh, anyway, there's there's two people off what the What auction? Board. There's yeah, no auction. No auctions. Uh, but... As this week has gone by, for even though uh, the past three months have been the largest firearms sales in the history of the United States of America uh, going on literally in the past three months. E- even more than when, like, 
Obama and them were trying to ban? Even more. Even more. Even more. Uh, because uh, you got to remember when all that was going on, uh, the other chaos of the world was not going on around us. So right. I think that attributes to a lot of it. But, of course, on the heels of that, uh, if you live in a cave, you might not have heard that uh, the the uh, the attorney general up there in New York has decided to uh, file a lawsuit to totally disband the National Rifle Association. Um, and I, I don't know why. All of a sudden, it just became a, a thing where, you know, we got we to gotta get rid of them. Now, for years, of course, they've been talking about uh, trying to get rid of the NRA, and uh, it has not happened. But it just makes you wonder, with as many gun sales that have happened over the past three months, are they starting to see where, wow, dude, we're going to be outnumbered here? Which they already are. But are we going to be outnumbered and we got to do something to kind of stem the tide of this or something? You know what I mean? Let me tell you, they're, they've been outnumbered, I believe. But the problem is, like anything else, they have a more passionate group of hate against what we do then we have people who are willing to get up and fight for it. They're just going to do what they do, and they're not going to go. Yeah. Well, I think that I think you're wrong on that one because uh, I think it's just two different versions of fight. Your definition of fight. I think that uh, there are a lot of people out there who use the NRA to fight for them. Uh, you know, they donate their monies in the legislature part of it. Uh, if you listen to what this uh, person said about, uh, you know, it used to be about. Uh, protecting an individual's rights and this, that, and the other thing, but it's not about that anymore. It's about corporations and all that stuff. So they're trying to take away the message and move it over into a different direction. I've been an NRA member for I don't even know how long, and not only in just one chapter, but the Friends of the NRA, one I was always over here in Pinellas County, Hillsborough County, Lakeland, I mean, wherever they would go have their Friends of the NRA banquets, I'd go over there and uh, and you donate, you become a member again. Got so my I'm, email the other day. I, I love it when the lady would call and she'd say, well, we, we're wanting about your membership. I go, I'm a member in like five different counties. So <laughs> how much more do you need from me? You know, that kind of thing. But uh, I would encourage you, if you are not one, then you need to become one. At least uh, do it for a year or two. If you don't like it, then, uh, you know, jump off, well, the, jump off the wagon. But, and this is something that I say, and like I said, Bill and Chuck, and I can go through all the names of people that I appreciate them going to the meetings and doing what they do, and I'm trying to become more active and stuff like that myself. But this is an argument that I've had in our shop I don't know how many times with people with us when we support the NRA, when we support the Elks Foundation, when we support SCI, when we support the Dallas Safari Club, when you support – I mean, you can go through – you can name – a ton of them, but and 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 I'm sorry, and I hate to say this to everybody out there. Yes, do they take people out and take them hunting and do these other things and all this other stuff? Yes, they do. Take off your rose-colored glasses and wake up to the real world of how things unfortunately work in a lot of these situations. To where yes, they're going to take out and lobby these people because they have to. Because as Bill could tell you from being at the meetings and everything else, these people have, Braden said it, Bill said it, I'll say it, have people on staff that that is their job, is to go and to lobby for their side of the things. Well, guess what? You know, that's 
what these people do. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why you support these groups. That's why they have these banquets. That's why. You got to have the fights. You got to have somebody fight for you and do all that kind of stuff because we don't live in Washington. We don't live over in Virginia and do those things. But <clears throat> I don't know. I, I'm, I encourage you, if you're not one, you need to be one. And if you uh, don't have your concealed weapons permit, then you need to get that as well. Because all that does is tell other but tell your uh, legislators how many other people there are out there who actually have them. and uh, Stick it. You know, if you got uh, 15 million uh, concealed weapons license holders in the state of Florida, then that, that's a big constituency they don't want to mess with. Think about the ones you don't know about. Who's on the phone? Hello. Is somebody there? Hello? Hello? Good morning, boys. Okay, from oh, now on, you're pushing the button. You're awake. Look oh, at you. I can't believe you're you still awake. Oh, you must have just got there. And speaking uh, of lobbyists, no. what's up, Big Shug? <laughs> Speaking of lobbying, really, Jonathan, I love you, too, brother. <laughs> That's how we're starting this conversation. Not anymore. Goodbye. <laughs> Jerks. No. What's up, man? Uh, nothing. Are you there? I saw Megan had yeah. caught a snake, but I haven't seen one in your uh, sweaty palms yet. We, we we got there about 11.30 last night, got set up in our little cabin. Uh, they went out last night. They were already out before I even got here. Well, here's another. Here's the other thing. You're in the Everglades, so don't move around very much Stand because still, we, boy. we lose your phone signal. I'm not. I'm, well, we're driving right now. We have to go get some coffee. I'm not moving around. We're driving. We're driving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You like that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so what's the, what? What's the plan? You got there last night and you went to bed, or uh, Megan was out catching snakes. Last- that girl, she's a beast, man. They were catching swamp fields. They got a, they found a couple of, um, you know, some big boy snakes. They got, they found a crocodile. They were all over the place last night. So today's plan is, as soon as they get up, because they didn't get back to camp until five this morning. So they're gonna wake up around ten. We're gonna go grab a bite to eat, do some peacock bass fishing, go after some couple of iguanas, and then uh, we're gonna. Come back, have some dinner, and then go after some snakes tonight. So you're going to grill up the iguanas that you go out and catch? I think so. That's the plan. Oh, that'll be good. You know Toby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know Toby. He's like a cooking boy. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, how's how's Diego uh, taking all this so far? Have you got him all wide-eyed and scared, or what's the deal? No, Diego's doing good, man. He's he's ready to roll. I think he's more excited than all of us. Do you uh, be... Being down there where you're at, have you learned a new definition of the word quiet? Quiet, yeah. Because I it guarantee quiet, it's too. quiet down there at night. Very quiet. Except for the oh, frogs it was and everything. <laughs> uh, uh, you no. go outside at night, you couldn't hear us. Think about the outside nature was beautiful. So, Absolutely beautiful. Well, now here's, a, uh, you know, all we heard was this big hype where there's going to be this giant snake hunt. I guess you had to incorporate the peacock bass in there so that it actually has something to do with water and living the water life? Well, I mean, yeah, a little bit. Come on. I mean, you can't come down here and not go after them. Well, can you keep them? Can you eat them? You know what? I have have no idea. I really don't know. Well, you need to talk to your guide if you're going to be out there doing that kind of thing. We'll have to see if they'll they'll allow you to keep the invasive species and turn them into uh, a meal. I know. I know. We're going to be meeting up with. Um, we have an FWC officer joining us tonight, and so it's going to be kind of cool because we're going to talk to them about how they hunt with all the technology and all the different things that they use, and then we're going to have the old school way of doing it. You know, grabbing them by hand. So that'd be kind of cool to find out the different ways and different methods how people are down here doing the snake hunt too. 
How nice. B- how big was the crocodile? Um, I think I said it was like a six-footer. Mm, mm, yeah, they're a little more aggressive, so uh, our, our, it depends on where they are. Don't they say most crocodiles are pretty laid back there, Bill George? Yeah. Well, I, all I know is do not touch, molest, bother, harass. Just leave them alone. Yeah. Take your picture. Leave them alone. There you go. Especially no, in the eyes of that officer because he can jack you up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not only not only, not only can the croc jack you up, but those federal uh, authorities can also uh, jack you up as yes. well. Yeah, you think? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, give us a little bit uh, of a heads up, and uh, are you going to come in next week and, and talk about all your great adventures, or is this pretty much it? I think I could probably wrangle up Megan, and um, Megan and myself can probably come in next week. Oh, sure. Was there is there anybody else on our crew you want to take while you're down there? Jackie's not going to be doing anything next week. And, I want to see Jackie uh, wrestle this uh, Oh, you know, oh, you know who else is here? We're going to hook up with later. Oh. We're gonna meet. We're gonna meet up with Schrader later. He's down in the glades too. He's out hunting this morning. Sure, why not? There we go. The whole crew's down there having a great old time. <laughs> all, all of Beasley Media is down here in South Florida right now. I, I, well, there's no C19 down in the Everglades, so you're all good. <laughs> well, go have fun, man. Go catch some big ones, and we'll we'll, we'll uh, look for the pictures on Instagram, Facebook, and of course on Living the Water Life. You can follow them on Facebook or Instagram, and and uh, look for some of the pictures. I'm sure you'll be putting lots of them up there, right? Yes, sir. Oh, they'll be up all day. Don't you worry. All right, man. Go get go get yourself a nap and a cheese bite All right, man. Y'all have a good day. All right. See or, you, bro. Che- or cheeseburger. All right, see, you. All right. see you. Bye. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye. That's uh, Vince Noble, of course, uh, host and, and uh, soon to be a co-host of uh, Living the Water Life because once Megan gets in there and takes over, it's pretty much going to be her show. There you go. <laughs> you know, it's like Mutual of Omaha. You know, the old guy used to sit on the couch and talk about it, and then he'd send the young buck out there to go wrestle all the alligators and stuff. Remember that? What? Oh, wait. She's already kicked you off the air, yeah, brother. She's trying to get you gone. No, oh, you just no. won't quit. I, I, <laughs> fine, I'll take Hear a break. The music? It's the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. And Brandon Ford will be here. Bye, bye. Big and Wild Outdoors, deep into hour number two. Braden, Jonathan, and, well, we had Bill George. Yeah, had to run and get a coffee. Oh, is that what it was? Need a little pick-me-up. A little pick-me-up. Uh, it's worn out from changing his tire this morning. Uh, before the break, uh, we were talking uh, with Vince, who's down, of course, in the Everglades with our good friends uh, Megan Bales, Toby Benoit, our producer, uh, uh, Diego, is also down there as well. And it looks like our program director uh, is also down there <laughs> somewhere in the Everglades as well. So uh, half the Beasley Empire is uh, down in the Everglades this morning and enjoying it. And uh, Bill George, uh, you sent me a little cryptic text that said you had a, a little bit of a, a gator uh, facility or something that's going to be happening uh, at around 1230. What's that all about? Well, We've made a little mistake uh, when George sent out some emails. We had put uh, the wrong date on the Gator Clinic for G5. And so he started having some questions come in, and that was during the show last last week. And we figured out what had happened, and so we decided to correct it and offer another clinic. So you're doing a second clinic out of G5 today at 1230? 
at 12.30, we're going to do a second clinic because we had accidentally put August 18th instead of July 18th on uh-huh. some emails. Sure. And so we didn't want the people who had planned on it to miss out. So we decided to talk. I talked to Dylan. Dylan was good with it. So we're going to turn around and we sent out a subsequent email to those people who had already received it and offered it up. So Well, that'll be nice. Uh, we've uh, re- fully restocked G5 up, so you got plenty of snatch hooks and big hooks and and uh, floats and darts St- and uh, everything else. If you've got else, gator so meat today, they've actually got a lot of stuff there you can cook it on. That, that, <laughs> is, that is true. That is, that is very true. So are you going to get out there and uh, go out and have a good time? And is it going to be just as long? Are you going to do a two-hour well, seminar? Well, we're going to see what shows up. We're not going to do the whole cookout and everything like we did the last time, you know. This will be but a more intimate one. This one, this will be. We'll, we'll turn George around unplugged. and uh, oh, nice. do a little bit easier. <laughs> we'll have George give it this time. This is the acoustic session. No. Wait, George <laughs> is going to give it? Because that'll, yeah, that'll no. take seven hours. <laughs> no. Are you kidding? No, but we'll we'll be up there and do it, and uh, we'll be able to utilize uh, G five again, and and that's good. Yeah, get people out, and so is this a BYOF? Is that what it is? Bring, bring your, your own, own food. food? Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. is that kind of thing? So that's why we did it at twelve thirty. Give a time, get out of the show, and you can stop in at Fred's, fill up, and come over. That kind of thing. <laughs> stop over at Smoking Aces, uh, whatever. That's all good. I went to Smoking Aces last night. Oh my gosh. There was like a half hour wait just to get in. For your own booth. And you couldn't, I couldn't even, I was on the phone for 15 minutes waiting just to place a to-go order. You didn't You didn't walk in there and do the, don't you know who I am? That's oh, my no, booth. Oh, no, they knew who I was as soon as I walked through the door and I got taken care of real quick, you know. They rushed into the kitchen and no, uh, immediately. No, I offered to put on a, a you know. An apron and start helping because they were slammed. Well, that's a good thing. That's a, I like that. I like to hear that. Uh, you know, people are getting back out in it, man, and, uh, you know, risking it and going out and enjoying some really good food. Bill's on the phone this morning. Good morning, Bill. How are you doing? Good morning, gentlemen. I'm enjoying your show as a usual. <laughs> I, uh, my bride has last Thursday brought to my attention, she was on the Internet, that the attorney general for the state in New York has filed the lawsuit to abolish the National Rifle Association. Yeah, we were talking about that uh, at the beginning of the hour. And uh, what do you what do you think about all that kind of nonsense? I don't like it because I'm a member of the NRA, and I think they're just trying to see how much they can uh, draw money out of them to break them. Well, I, I was uh, during the break after we talked about this. I kind of ran down through some of the headlines that you don't really get to hear on your local news. Um, one New Hampshire firearm seizure bill goes to the governor. Uh, the NRA, of course, being sued by uh, uh, Latita Jones, uh, James uh, out of New York, the attorney general. Uh, Pennsylvania Democrats fear lawsuit against the NRA actually helps Trump. Uh, Biden's gun violence plan is bad news for gun owners, uh, d- denying uh, uh, firearms and explosives to a terrorist act. Uh, the governor, uh, California, San Jose mayor pushes for gun liability insurance. Minnesota governor blows everybody out of the water by saying they're going to postpone the pheasant hunting outdoor opener. Uh, Biden doubles down on desire to reboot the gun ban. And all these things are out there that uh, nobody's talking about. But 
Yeah, uh, you, you, that's, other than hearing about the attorney general, I hadn't heard about the rest of it. Yeah, well, you know, it's what it is. Is Usually when a big city person like that opens up Pandora's box, all the other people who are hiding in the shadows all of a sudden, you know, step into the light and reveal their plans to, uh, you know, help to grow a, her, 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 you know, statement. to further the fight against uh, firearms and, and everything else like that. So, yeah, it's it's aggravating. A lot of people don't realize I haven't told you all this in the past, but, you know, my 30-06 Remington, my mother bought me in 1966, a year before I went in the Marine Corps. That was bought in Washington, D.C. Hmm. at a sport, Irving Sporting Goods, but is it a semi, Is it a semi-automatic? Yes. Well, now that's considered an assault weapon. You know that in certain areas. So. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> Your hunting rifle is now, uh, you know, a, a, a destructive device uh, and used it, for war. And it was a rifle that I'm sure his mother walked in purchased and walked out with that sure, day. Sure, she did. Exactly. No background exactly. check, no she nothing. Did. Yeah, no background no. check or anything. So, uh, Well, you know, the thing is, is we've talked about this fight is always going to be there. It's always in the background. And uh, even though we don't see these headlines everywhere, the NRA does see those headlines. So that's why we're saying how important it is that you have an organization like that that's fighting for you all the time. We uh, have to support them. Yeah. Best we can. Now, you know, you get those naysayers that are like, oh, you know, they used to be about gun safety and all this other stuff, but now they've just become a political wing for corporations. And I'm like, well, here's the thing. Every instructor I know of, from Steve Austin, Jovan McNeil, everybody I've ever known, uh, has to have a, an NRA, NRA certification, certification. <laughs> as, a, as a certificate. So there you go. They're teaching NRA instructors to teach gun safety to human beings who are out here buying guns by record numbers. Number two, they've always offered the Eddie Eagle program to any public school that would helped al- with that several times. That would allow them to do it, but school administrators and everybody else will be like, "No, you're not coming in here to teach our kids how to use guns properly." No, no. God forbid we actually teach our kids exactly. something in school that's useful. So to sit here and say I'm that, sorry, that these people, these people who sit on the sidelines and <laughs> say that they don't teach firearm safety anymore, yeah, they do. But people aren't allowing them to come in and do it. For for what reason? Why All would, I know is right now people can't even figure out whether or not their kids are going to school. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, but you know what? As we talked about last week, my son is going to do his online. And, uh, well, actually, he's starting in school for a, few, uh, for a month or two before he gets the online stuff going again. But he's allowed to take the outdoor class where he can do the hunter safety course right yeah. there online. So well, see, my son, when we lived in Virginia, and he was going to middle school, he he did his uh, hunter education in the school. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's oh. you know that's you, you were that's because you were out in the sticks out there in the rural areas out there. Oh yeah, know? Spotsylvania outside of Fredericksburg. Well, the thing is, is that if you went to let's say. Let's say Eddie Eagle offered their services to Riviera or Northeast High School or whatever here in Pinellas County to teach gun safety. Their administrators are saying no. No, no, you can't do that. You can't, can't come in there and talk about teach guns. You. The thing, the problem that I have, and I've had this argument, we do it with archery. The archery in the school, we had, I've had people tell us, even with archery, that they are like, uh, yeah. I'm like, what? I had archery at Northeast when I went there. They had archery, <laughs> but then... 
No other public school offers it in here. You have to go to a private school if you want to go uh, shoot Polk, archery. Polk County right. is live and well. Yeah, well, that's out in the sticks, man. You're out there in the boonies. Yeah. You gentlemen have a great day and keep up the good work. Don't you call in here anymore. Thanks, Uncle us, Bill. Get us all mad like that again, Bill. <laughs> take care. All right, see you, Bill. Have a great weekend. All right, we're gonna take, we're going to take a fast break. Uh, getting ready to uh, talk to John Harris here in a little bit uh, from Harris Auctions. Uh, that'll be in just a little while, and we're going to talk about a big one he's got coming up here. Bill George, did you look at the sheet? There's a lot of good stuff on there. You're going to want it. The sheet. The sheet. Nobody's giving me a sheet. He I, don't need to stop. Stop. Well, you got to give him a chance stop. to look no, at no, some no. stuff. No, no, no. What too. I just got to do is give Jonathan an extra couple bucks to help him out and get in it. Is that what then, it is? Then I just borrow it. He's, ah! hi- he's hired me out. <laughs> All right, we're brought to you by G5 Feed and Outdoors. Don't forget they're going to have their little gator program today at 1230, thanks to Bill George and crew. So if you haven't got your uh, gator education yet, go out to G5 today and do it today. And also, if you need a car to carry that dead alligator around in or a truck, go see our friends over there at Brandon Fork. they got plenty of room in the back of that thing. Did you find anything over there, Bill George, that you liked? I did. I did. I know. I, I, you know, it's like a kid in a candy store, especially for if you got any property or, you know, big chunk of land or something like that. I, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff on there that you're like, oh, dude, I'd really like to get that. I want that thing right there. Yeah. I, I heard you, you over did there. Did you just, see the Yamaha dirt bike on there? No. What what size is it? 250. Really? Two fit, one hundred and sixty-three miles on it. Four, four stroke, two stroke. What do you, what do you got there? Is it a YZ? Oh, it's a TTR. It's a four stroke. Should I say? Should I tell y'all the, the thing that I was told by another auction person that they do sometimes at those things, or should I keep that? Just keep that to yourself, Mister. Mini bike for Jonathan's kids. Mini bike. Why is Jonathan got to have a mini bike for kids? How big? How big of a mini bike? I got kids. How big is the mini bike? What does it say? Fifty cc. Mini bike, but that doesn't help. Well, well, we'll talk when we talk to we John got horses Harris. Horses and four wheelers. Uh, I'm good. We talk to John Harris from uh, Harris Auctions uh, LLC dot com. We'll uh, we'll uh, we'll ask him about it. Uh, before the break, we were talking a little bit about firearms, and here's one of the things that I would like to reiterate and uh, mention to you. One, you need to join the NRA if you have not done so. Do so today. Number two, get your concealed weapons permit, or as they have it here in Florida, your concealed weapons license. And uh, you can go and get that done. I don't care where you do it. Just make sure that you get your training and go through it properly. Uh, our good buddy, Jovan McNeil, uh, you can find him on Facebook, anywhere else like that. He's one of the best little instructors that you can find in the area. And the kid's been busy. I mean, extremely yes. busy. And um, uh, if you can find a good quality one that's going to give you a good class, who takes the time uh, and teaches you what you need to know, and then from there, you need to spend as much time in the range as you possibly can get away with, uh, getting out there and becoming exemplary at uh, being able to uh, handle your firearm properly. Well, and I, I just had a coworker who purchased two new f- pistols, one a nine and the other one a forty. I'm like, what? Why'd you get? Why didn't you get two of the same? So at least you didn't have to f- be fighting a- ammunition or whatever. But um, 
he, that's what he did, and we were talking about it, and I said, you need to be practicing with that firearm. And he says, yeah, I plan on going to the range. I said, no, you need to practice how you intend to use it. What are you going to use this for? Well, protection at home. Okay. Well, that's generally in a room or, I mean, it's not a 50-yard a, a shot. So you need to practice like you were going to be using it to defend yourself. And sometimes what we what we see people do with extending their arms all the way out, you know, they tell you in a defense thing, that may not be the best thing because you're presenting the gun towards them. Yes. You need to keep it close closer to your, to side your chest. Yeah. And, and different things. And so I said, you need to turn around and take a class with somebody who's going to teach you some of that. And you need to go somewhere where you can practice shooting in that way. Well, I always tell people what you see on TV and what you see in the movies is really probably not what you're supposed to do. It's choreographed. Now, uh, law enforcement is, uh, if you notice, if you really see when we used to be able to watch cop shows, their presentation of a firearm is different on the outside than it is when they're in an interior. There's two different ways and methods of doing it. When you're watching Chicago PD and they're walking through the house, one arm extended all the way out, you know, waving around one-handed, is is not what you're going to see in in a in a real life scenario. Yes, they will take it away from you. They will take it away from you, and uh, that then it turns into a bad day. Yeah. But you know, when you talk about the scenarios, I always love those people who uh, come in and they purchase a firearm, and they, of course, they're kind of new at it, so they have a million questions, and uh, then you see them out at the range, and they're shooting at 25 yards, or they're shooting at 15 yards. And they're shooting a pistol. And they want it to be a target gun. And I said, well, are you buying a target gun or are you buying a defensive weapon? Because if you've got a defensive weapon. He's under 15 feet. I'm going, it, you're, I'm talking about like from here to there. You know, I'm like literally showing them the visual where you need to be. And they're like, well, what are you talking about? I said, if you're shooting beyond that, then a prosecutor is going to be asking you, why did you shoot that guy at 50 yards? Yes. Why did you shoot him at 25 yards? He wasn't a threat out there. 15 feet. Unless he is shooting at you. I mean, if it's just somebody standing on the other side of your living room and it is uh, 75 feet away from you, that's not considered, uh, you know, a deadly situation. You know, but now it's in your home, so that means there's a totally different set of rules. And that's why you need training. That's why you need to talk to an instructor. That's why you need to go through the procedures. Because there's so many people who think, well, if that guy steps on my yard, I- I'm going to blow him in half. And I go, what? now the first, mm, nope. where do you live? Because in my neighborhood, the first five feet of my yard or first eight feet of my yard is owned by the city of St. Petersburg. That's not really technically my property. If they want to okay. come in tomorrow and put a sidewalk through there or a sewage system through there, I can't do anything about it. So if they're technically standing on St. Petersburg or public property and I blow a hole through them, I'm in trouble. I mean, these are things that you need to know, well, and you just can't assume because, well, it's in my yard. Yeah. Well, uh, it doesn't make any sense. It's like you said about the classes, the class that we took, and the person that was doing ours said to us, he's like, okay, and we were at the home place out there that we have on Macintosh when we did the class. We had a big class together, and he said the same thing you just said. He's like, okay, we're in this. He said, you got cow pastures all around you. He's like, the guy's standing on your he's standing in the cow pasture yelling at you you know with an axe in his hand i'm gonna kill you he's like can you shoot him that was the first question he asked everybody and (laughs) 
And all every, I can think of, as long as you're not wearing an armadillo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I can promise you one thing: I'll scare the crap out of him. But you know, and you would be amazed that people are thinking, "Well, yeah, he's threatening me. He's on my property." And he's like, "No, nope." He goes, "You know, the the thing that I always tell people is like you just said, 15 feet." And that was one thing when we were always, I was always told people that asked me that question when it comes to self-defense, and you're exactly right, is where do you practice that? I said 15 feet. It's just like with archery, knowing what I can look at it, Bill could look at it, you can look at it, and I could tell you 20 yards and be pretty close. Pretty close, Within yeah. a yard, and just because I know it, and that's... Well, if you look at law enforcement, they'll tell you if they can cover, if they can cover that ground in two steps. You can't escape. If you, There's if, no escape. If they if they can go from there to here in two steps, that's within the barrier of of what you should be able to do to you're, defend yourself. You're, you're in my danger zone. Well, and it, <laughs> and it could be three steps in a lunge, or it could be two steps in a lunge with a knife. I mean, you got to remember that uh, you know you got your arm out. That's three feet, and then a knife at the end of it. That's even though you're six feet away, you can still get stabbed. I mean, it, it, there's a lot of scenarios that you need to go through, but. For heaven's sakes, if you're a new gun owner, or even if you're an old gun owner, you know you need to know these things. And I've I've taken the concealed weapons course probably five times, and the reason why is because you go back as a refresher to even just sit in the course or sit it. I don't need the certificate. I went in the last time with Steve Austin and went through his class again just to see what was new, if mm-hmm. there was anything that might have changed or yeah. anything else from the first time I did it. And any of those other things like that. Of course, you go in there, you got to do show your proficiency, which I just went in there and went bang, bang. Okay, there you go. We're done. And, uh, you know, but you got to go and learn. It's it's a never-ending process. And a firearm, owning a firearm and thinking that you're going to use it for defensive purposes is a huge, unbelievable responsibility. Because we're talking about an instrument that you can use to instantly change everybody's life forever. And once that once that piece of copper and lead leaves the barrel, there's no getting it back. It's, yep. it's once that decision's been made, and once that trigger's been pulled, you you just can't stop it, and it's it's already a process in motion. So, before all that happens, you need to know exactly what it is that you're doing before you do it. Yep. Um, and you know what? You also have to be willing to face the consequences of your well, actions that, afterwards. That's the sad. The sad part about it is. And that's, again, going back to the laws and the legislation and everything else that I'm hoping it opens people's eyes to is like the USCCA and all these other organizations you have out there that if you do unfortunately have to use your firearm to shoot someone and everything else, the stuff that you're going to have to go through as a law-abiding citizen to deal with it, which I think is, you know. Just know that either way it's going to cost you a bunch of money. Yeah. It's going to cost you a ton of money. So it is what it is. Um, Coming up in a little bit, we're going to talk with uh, John Harris of uh, JohnHarrisAuctionsLLC.com. If you want to go check it out, you can do it right now before we get him on there. But he's got a big, giant auction coming up uh, here, I think, on the 15th. And I want to talk about it because... We know out there, we're get, you guys are out there getting your food plots ready. You're getting out there clearing brush. We know you're ripping trees out of the ground, doing all this stuff like this. And this auction that's coming up is coming from a, uh, a citrus grove that is shutting down. It was a 300-acre grove uh, that's been shut down for greening. So 
you can imagine how much uh, equipment they have out there to actually be able to use it and to they got to get rid of it. They got to liquidate it and get it out of there. So uh, you can possibly have some uh, great deals on there. I got to ask you about this old tractor right here because I know there's a lot of collectors out there to get these old tractors. Do you see that one? What is that? What, do you even know? I mean, it's John Deere Green, but do you know what kind that is? John will know. Hmm. He knows his product. Hmm. That's a 1942 whatever uh, something or other something something, I'm sure. But uh, we'll talk but, to him in just a minute. Well, when you were talking earlier, you were talking about the different ammunition yeah, in, in yeah. the firearms versus. I was going to say 60. It was a 58. Oh. Versus range, range ammo versus defensive ammo. And people have a hard time finding defensive loads now. You know, sometimes range ammo comes, sometimes it doesn't. But um, is do they need that defensive ammo, or can they use the range ammo? We'll have to save that one for probably the next hour, because this is going to get deep. Deep? Yeah, it's going to get deep. <laughs> Lead hurts. Because <laughs> okay. I have a few scenarios that I could offer you where... Uh, well, I'll talk to you about it. We're going to talk to John Harris when we come back from break. We're going to try to get him on the phone. So uh, we're going to talk about his big old auction that's going to be coming up. And uh, we may take that up to the top of the hour. So, Bill George, you're going to have to wait for your answer. Okay. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> you okay over there? I'll be all right. All right. You taking I hope glasses? I don't need you in the meantime. You're getting weepy? But I did. I did think about it as I was sitting there on the side of the road today trying to get my tire fixed in the dark no one cares all right we're gonna take a break it is the big and wild outdoors printed by g5 feet outdoors and brandon ford stay right here we're gonna be right back here we go ah the big and wild outdoors Braden gun uh bill george and that guy jonathan swindle he's here today as well uh, we're going to talk to our, our good friend John Harris is on the phone this morning. He's calling in. Let me reach over and get the button. Johnny there? Johnny? Yes, sir. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. Are you all right? Get a little coffee yep. in you, man. Let's go. Let's go. Get ready up there. You're an auctioneer. You should be ready to go, man. All right. I'm listening. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Don't be listening to yourself on the radio. Voice. Come on, man. I don't own a radio. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you got you to gotta be ready. You got to go. Now, uh, if, for those who don't know, uh, John is the uh, proprietor of uh, Harris Auctions, LLC. It's, uh, if you want to go check out the website, that would be LLC.com. John uh, Harris Auctions, LLC.com. But uh, he came in and showed me this little piece of paper trying to tempt me this past week. And I said, dude, we got so many listeners out there who need this kind of stuff. Will you please call the show and give us a listeners, rundown? you got a couple hosts. Yeah, I think half your stuff is already sold, John. All right, good. Then I'll just go back to bed then. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to wake you up on a... On no, a not at all. I, you know, I listen to your show and I enjoy it. And when I was out at the property... Um, it is, I thought about you and your, you know, your show out the outdoors, this area of the County. It, it's it just so, it was just so beautiful. And I said, wow, this is, uh, I got to share this with you, let you know about it. They, it. Granted the real estate's not part of what I'm involved in here, but that's what's, uh, created the, uh, the auction for the equipment. Yeah. And that's, that's the sad part is that, uh, that 300 acres is not going to be allowed to be, you know, used properly as in hunting. But anyway, uh, this auction that you got, uh, we were talking a little bit about it. 
Are we gonna have to limit the amount of people? Should they register first? What What do they need to do to to be involved in this? Yeah, we generally have a preview. In this case, we're going to have two: one today from noon to four, and we ask the people that if they think they might, you know, want to attend the auction, then uh, show up at the preview and register because we are going to have to limit the number of people. Uh, even though it's outdoors, we want to be safe and compliant. So, uh, if you have a bitter card next Saturday, you get in. Uh, I'm not saying you know we'll have a closed gate next week. You never know how many are going to attend, but. There's a lot of neat stuff in this auction, so there's a chance there could be a crowd that we won't be able to let everybody in. So we hope people come out today and next Friday for the preview for Saturday's auction on the 15th. Now, yeah. Mr. John, if they can't make the preview uh, today or Friday, is there a way that you can get a bitter card? Yeah, yeah, people can call or text me. I mean, I've had a handful of people call me and ask me, hey, could I register? And I get their information, and you know, one of my managers takes care of that, and we'll mail them a bitter card. Well, that, that'd be easy to be able to do that. And I know that uh, looking at the list, there's a lot of stuff on here that uh, everybody, I mean, you got a 40-foot double axle trailer. I mean, if you're looking for a trailer to haul around uh, ATVs or uh, four-wheelers or a tractor or anything like that, you got Massey Ferguson's out the yin-yang on here, seriously, and a uh, gooseneck trailer, a 32-footer, a double axle there. You got the, uh, I don't know what these, what are these come up? Kamatsu buckets and forks and all oh, this. Oh, that, that goes with the wheel loader, the uh, WA250 wheel loader. That's the big piece of yellow iron we have out there, and it's mm-hmm. got a, an attachment, a bucket, and a fork. It's got a root rake on it now. That's what's going to come with it when it's sold. But mm-hmm. uh, the other attachments you can buy separately. But now this one, I'm looking at everything. I mean, you got everything from uh, Bill George found. You got mini bikes, <laughs> from mini bikes yeah. to, <laughs> so, to pumps to fertilizer uh, pumps. Mm-hmm. I mean, stuff I've never even heard of on here. What in the world is well, an Earthquake Garden cedar thing? What is if that? You just imagine a 300-acre orange grove that's been working for 70 years. The the owners currently have owned it for 25. All that equipment, you know, some of it's new, some of it's old. It's just sitting there. Now it's all going to go away. And there's, you know, along the way you accumulate things like dirt bikes and mini bikes and things nice. like that. But, um, yeah, you got spreaders and fertilizers and you know that that the entire operation, all the equipment at the uh, at the Grove side of the operation is going to be sold. So, I'm even yeah. looking. They have a boat there that looks like a really nice wooden deck boat. And what? Where do you see the boat on I'm here? Online. Yeah. Oh, you're online. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He, he's they, already they, that, that boat is very interesting. That was bought by the original owner, Mr. Burchinell, and for his wife, Mr. Burchinell passed away three years ago. But he bought it for his wife in 2006. That's a handmade mahogany electric boat. What? $23,000. Dude. Yeah. And it's it's designed to step behind a very nice home on a lake or a river and just put around. It's gorgeous. You have to see the work. It's like new. It's only been in the water like two or three times. And uh, it's a true luxury item. And where is it at? It's in an orange grove auction. There you go. Talk about a gator (laughs) sneaker. That'd be the one, Bill George. You could sneak up on all them alligators that liquor. Well, now... I mean, uh, I, I'm serious. You got all kind. Of, I mean, if people are looking for trailers, you got everything from the double axle, heavy duty, ten foot trailer. You got the uh, dump trailers. Uh, you got uh, hitches. You got uh, tractor tires. I mean, everything you can think of out there. I, when you say that, you think about how much equipment it, it takes to operate a 300 acre orange grove, and it people is, don't understand. It's a ton of stuff. So, uh, I mean, uh, really. 
Uh, I mean, I know everybody assumes there's tractors and all that other stuff, but you don't realize all the other things that go along with it. What it, what is yeah. it, what is a Landco row mulcher and oversized top? What is what is that? Well, the, the the family when the greening started about ten years ago, they were experimenting with different crops, and they they went into blueberries. And uh, the gentleman that owned the, the grove did everything first class, and he went out and bought the top of the line row mulcher, which grows mulch in these yep. narrow rows of blueberry patches. Uh-huh. And um, that that thing's like brand new. I mean, they didn't use it very long; they only had it like three years. Uh, that's what it does. It, it dispenses mulch along the rows of the uh, blueberry plants okay. that they were experimenting with. So, yeah. Well, you'll see. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going out through the stuff that I could go with. A uh, half-inch yeah. drive socket, uh, a pressure washer, a Honda pressure washer. Uh, and, and you even got vintage uh, citrus boxes, the crates and stuff out there for sale. Those <laughs> so. are cool. Those could be used for a lot of things. They have chutes on them. They're wooden. They're really, I mean, they could be used for furniture and some. I mean, you know, people do a lot of things with them to make earth boxes out of them. There's two sizes, and we got about, I think, about 20 of them. That is that is awesome, yeah. man. I Neat mean, stuff. Yep. Yep. Well, now again, we got to reiterate that it's a limited uh, amount of people who are going to be allowed on the property. But if you wanted to get a, be ready uh, for a text here in about five minutes. You want to get an, <laughs> you want to get an auction card. Uh, can you do it through the through the website? Can they go to Harris? No, auction? you need to. What, what we're asking is, we don't know what the turnout is at any auction. It could be you know fifty, or it could be a, a bunch. In this case. Based on what we have, we were figuring that it might be a crowd, so we're going to have to limit it based on the rules and regulations and everything, and everybody's got to wear a mask and all that. Um, so we just figured we'd give everybody a chance today, a week ahead of time, to come out and register or call me. All right. and, and so going online, we really don't have a, um, a way to do that online, but if you call me or text me or something like that, we can work it out. Well, now, is your phone number on the website? Because, you know, yeah, given everything. Okay, yep. good, because uh, we can give three. Seven eight four three nine two six. Okay, yeah, but people never remember that because if they're driving nope. or something. So what I'm saying right. is, if they go to HarrisAuctionsLLC.com, they can find the number and call yeah. you, text you, do all that kind of good stuff, and then yes, sir. All right, well that's that's awesome. Now this is going to be happening on the auction itself is on August fifteenth, starting at ten. Is that right? Opening Correct. day One of alligator season. But that yeah, but opening day is totally different. You can go to the <laughs> auction and go at night. Quick, quick story on alligators. There's a lake out there, Buck Lake, that's on the property. Yeah. The University of Florida came out to look at the fish and everything like that, and they found a monster out there. They call him Big Mo, and I've never seen him. But the the guy that runs the grove out there tells you stories that would make an entire show for you. Well, now Buck let me ask you. <laughs> let me ask you this. It's in Odessa, right? This it's, is in Odessa, Florida. So that's yes. Is that Hillsborough? Hillsborough County. Hillsborough County. So if you got a Hillsborough County tag, uh, are they looking to are they <laughs> looking to remove old Mo or what's the, the only thing worse than old Mo is the guy that runs the place. He's real protective of all those turkeys and those giant rack deer and and, and bobcat and everything that's out there. He's fiercely protective of that wildlife. It's like he he calls them his babies. But Mo might have to go. Yeah, Mo might have to yeah. go. Well, Mo, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Go get him. <laughs> there you go, Bill George. I, I'm, I'm not talking about turkeys. I didn't ask about turkeys. Just Mo. Yeah, Mo and Bucky might have to go if I go out there. But now this again, it's Saturday, August fifteenth, starting at uh, ten a.m. It's going to be happening at uh, sixteen ninety Boy Scout Road up in Odessa. If you want more information or to get a bidder's card on this, uh, again, you can go. Yep. Uh, HarrisAuctionsLLC.com, HarrisAuctionsLLC.com, 
and get uh, Johnny's phone number and give him a call or a text, and he'll get you a bidding card. Is that what you need, a bidding card? That's it, Braden. All right. Well, hey, listen, thanks for the call. We'll talk again. Uh, maybe next hour yes, I'll call you again and give our uh, our audience another chance at it. Is that cool? All right. Thank you, guys. Thank Are you awake now? Can we all can we get ready because we'll call you again in like an hour? No. <laughs> is that good yeah all right we'll talk to you in a minute all right we gotta take a break thank you so much john we'll uh we'll talk to you next hour seriously uh it is the big and wild outdoors we're brought to you by g5 feeding outdoors and brandon ford stay right here hour three is just around the corner stay right there